On today's episode, I sit down with Mina Elias. Mina is the CEO and founder of MMA Nutrition, a nutritional supplement company that is growing quickly in the e-commerce and Amazon space. He is an incredible guy. Um, hearing his story and how he got started being an engineer, changing his career, making decisions about who he wants to be, his commitment and dedication to process is beyond almost anyone I've ever seen before. And from a personal perspective, I learned a lot as to how to structure almost every aspect of your life in becoming successful in whatever it is you do. I highly recommend listening to him because he is someone that is going to go very far in life. And if we can just take a few of his lessons, I'm sure we'll all be more well-placed to succeed. So have a listen. Hi, and welcome to Successful Scales the show where I interview now successful professionals about their journey and try and garner insights onto any tips that can be applied to your business at home. Whether it's financial freedom or the exit of your company, wherever your journey may take you, the idea here is to simply learn from those who've done it before. I hope you enjoy and you get some value out of this. Buckle up and enjoy the episode. All right, Mina, welcome to the Successful Scales podcast, my friend. How are you doing? Amazing. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. I was saying before, you you really came highly recommended by several sources. So I figured it's definitely worth, uh, you know, having a chat with you. And we've just spent the last 15 minutes talking. And so it's happened so many times before, but I'm like, we better push record because um, super interesting story, really interesting way in which you sort of look at growing your business businesses. Uh, but before we jump into it, I'd love to hear for those listening at home, just a little bit about your background. And I haven't heard the whole story, so I'm, I'm sitting here excited too. Awesome. Okay. So I'll tell you my background just so you, you know what, if it's worth listening to me or not, or you just skip <laughs> this guy. This guy hasn't <laughs> yet. Um, so I was born in Egypt, raised in Dubai when I was 18, uh, moved to the United States for college, uh, got my bachelor's in chemical engineering and chemistry, uh, and I got my master's in industrial engineering, uh, graduated top of my class, uh, worked in Medtronic, which you know about. Um, Medtronic is one of the biggest, if not the biggest surgical device companies in the world. So I worked there. Um, then I moved to chemical safety uh, consulting. So basically I was writing safety data sheets. Uh, they were, people were sending me formulations and I like had a very strong familiarity with all of the regulations, uh, OSHA, GHS, uh, which is the global harmonization system, uh, REACH, which is the European version of, of OSHA, um, things like that. And then, you know, kind of, I was not being challenged though. Left that, went to uh, went to work for like a project uh, as a project uh, engineer at this company that was designing radiant heating and cooling ceilings. We did a lot of cool projects, Nike, uh, World Headquarters. I was there. I, I, they flew me out and uh, literally they flew me out, paid for everything for a week for me to just go and check on some tubes. Um, they're like, we just got to make sure that the, the tube experts <laughs> are saying that the tubes are good. I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'd love to fly out to Oregon, no problem. Uh, and then I worked in, I ended up working in construction because uh, I, I got a taste of project management and I really, I'm the kind of person that needs a lot. Like I, if, if you give me, you know, one or two or three things to do and keep me in my lane, which is kind of like a little bit of how it, it, Medtronic, I was too caged. I, I, I'm like, I'm not like a, a, an overly like, explosive guy you know a volatile guy but i just i was way too caged in in uh in medtronic it was covidian back then um in the in the consulting business it was literally the same thing over and over so after a year i was like this is kind of uh, you know pain in the ass so i got a, a sense of how i like that whole diversity of project engineering ended up in uh, project engineering uh, project management for a cons uh, construction business so worked there and then after like all that, I was working my way up. The boss brings me in the office. She's like, hey, do you see yourself in my, in my seat in, in 10 years? I said, wow. Like, and this is like the, the, the highest position in the company. I said, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I'd love to, like, uh, you know, I'm working hard. I'd love to get there even faster. And um, then I was like driving home. And uh, I like was like, dude, what is my life right now? I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning, hitting the gym driving to work for 45 minutes, working for nine hours. And I had to be there nine hours because my boss would get 
mad if I came in five minutes late. And uh, I was like, I probably have to stay longer, come before everyone, leave after everyone. Um, and then, you know, go home, like drive another 45 minutes, go home, uh, uh, teach kids class, uh, you know, self-defense, do MMA, and it's 9.30 p.m. My life was just kind of like flying by. You know, it's kind of like it's, it, you know, when like if you have money in your hands and it's just like fl floating away and you can't like hold anything, that's what it felt like, but it would my life, not money, which is way, way worse. So I was like, this is, I, I've, I thought that I was on the right trajectory. I did everything right. I graduated top of my class. I got my master's. I got, I got like a, a three, nine in my master's a GPA out of four. Wow. Uh, I, so I was like, dude, and my master's in industrial engineering. So I thought I was doing everything right. I thought I was killing it. But then I got to that point where it's like, okay, yo, do you want to work up the cor corporate ladder? There you go. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that it was going to be like this. I thought it was going to be, you make $120,000, $150,000 a year, and you know, you're chilling, but it's not like you're just working longer than everyone. You're more miserable than everyone because you have, you know, more responsibilities. And this is kind of uh, just my experience. I've seen Helium 10's company culture is on another level, dude. Like, it's I've, like there's company cultures where you would love going to work. I, I just experienced the side that wasn't. And so, I just spoke. I, was, I just I spoke like, to to Bradley, and he was talking yeah. a lot about it. It sounds like an amazing culture, dude. I've been there. It's insane. It's insane. Like I would have no problem if I would. I would be scared to be an employee there because you would be so comfortable and so happy that you would never become an entrepreneur. Um, but wow. anyways, that's a, besides the point. Yeah, it's just such a good company. Well, it's there. it it isn't it isn't right now, but but anyway, yeah. <laughs> keep going, so, man. I'm loving this. So yeah, so so. I, you know, I kind of, I went home uh, for vacation to Egypt and, and I was like, man, I'm working so hard. I'm not getting paid enough. I'm not getting paid according to my, uh, you know, to how, like, I, cause I asked for raises and I kind of like was shut down. And, and even though I went from zero to managing $12 million in projects, there was one day where I talked to a guy and because of that conversation, we saved $300,000. And it was definitely not something that we should have saved, but we did, um, you know, so it was like, I was making the company money. I just wasn't seeing that they cared about uh, rewarding me based on how much, how hard I worked. They were more of like, you know, stay here for eight hours a day, nine, 10 hours a day, work for five years and you'll just keep getting small raises. And so I wasn't kind of interested in that. So I was, I was on vacation with my dad and my mom and we were on a cafe and my dad's like, he's like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, uh, you look like you're like, kind of like very deep into it. I was like, I'm researching a ton of like protein powders because I'm really trying to find the perfect one. I can't find a good one. And he was like, why don't you make your own? I said, I already buy like the raw egg pro protein and mix the cacao and this and that and add some of this. He's like, yeah, no, but why don't you like make it and sell it? I said, make it and sell it. Like, I have no idea how to start a business. So anyways, I was like, let me look at, look at the numbers. I um, did a quick feasibility analysis. If I bought it raw, raw ingredients from wherever wholesaler uh, bought uh, containers, made labels, how much was that going to cost me? Turned out to be like something, I, I didn't do it for protein. I did it for electrolyte powders. That's my products now. Um, and uh, I'll tell you the reason later, but Basically, it was like buy for five and sell for 25 or 30 based on the market price. And I was like, this is a killer margin. Um, you don't know about Amazon uh, fees or advertising or any of that, right? So I was like, this is a killer margin. Let me get into this. I call a friend. I'm like, hey, how do I start a business? He tells me about LegalZoom. He's like, just go on LegalZoom, create an LLC. So anyways, this conversation happened September 14th. Uh, September 23rd, I had the ingredients at my house already in America, uh, mixed everything up. I was like, let me test it on myself. Tested on myself for a few days. It was working really well. I said, okay, let me test it on my friends at the gym, MMA. Put it in, in, into packets, mixed it up, gave it to my friend, said, this is like a, a new beta tester group. Don't, give the, don't tell anyone about this. A company trusted me with this stuff. I didn't tell them it was my company. They came back to me. They said, yo, this stuff really works. And so... October 10th, I incorporated my business and, uh, you know, I was like, okay, officially, uh, the CEO of MMA nutrition, blah, 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 uh, you know, proud moment. And I post on Facebook and, uh, this guy 
comments. He's like, hey, November 2nd, I have an MMA event. Uh, come show up. I'll get you a booth for free. I said, oh, wow. Okay, I, I guess like this is happening. So I literally had three weeks, built a website from scratch. I, I met with a friend uh, who was like working in some e-commerce stuff. She's like, oh yeah, I get Squarespace. My website didn't ha have e-commerce, nothing. I just got a Squarespace website, put some images, 90% of them was stock photo. And then the rest was the 3D render of my product. And, um, you know, I just wrote a, a, about the product and stuff like that um, and, and got the website up, ordered a banner from Vistaprint got 40, uh, got enough ingredients to make 40 bags, made them at home, mixed the stuff, put the label on, you know, uh, sealed it with like an iron because they were like aluminum bags, uh, clothing iron, and then went, went to the event. So at the event, everyone's like, oh man, this is cool. Like I've been looking for this thing. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah, this is like the best in the market. It's comparable to like Gatorade, but has no sugar, da, da, da. And people kept asking, I sold that day, I sold 25 units out of the 40 units. And people kept asking me, they're like, yo, I'd love to buy this. Where can I buy this? And I had no answer. It was the stupidest thing ever. It's like, it's it, really, I was like, how did I not think of this? How did I not think that the people who were going to show Mate, up you've got event, to, you've got to be the smartest dumb guy ever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, the, come on, man. Like they're definitely going to ask you about this. So, um, I was like, oh, it's going to be on Amazon soon. I just lied to everyone said, this is a soft launch. It's going to be on Amazon soon. Went home. And then I, I went like into this like obsessive mode of how do I get on Amazon? Start calling Seller Central, watching like a thousand videos a day. Uh, finally, after calling Seller Central, they're like, okay, we'll send you an email, sign up here, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, I had an account on Seller Central and they walked me through the ungating process. And that was when I started reading in the forums, like you got to pay $3,000 to get ungated for supplements, all these like stupid myths. Um, but then, you know, I, I, they're like, no, we just need two papers from your manufacturer. So I went to a bunch of manufacturers, got the papers, came back, submitted it. I think I got rejected four times on the fifth time it was approved. And I was like, yo, I'm in. And that was like November, I don't know. It's like November 14th or so, or, or like, it was literally like 12, 13 days after the event. And um, now I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Uh, I started like calculating, okay, if I hire my roommate and I pay him $15 an hour and he starts mixing the stuff, how many units can I make per hour? And like all I start thinking and, and I'm like, you know what, let me just also get some quotes from manufacturers. So I get quotes from manufacturers and so, most of them were outrageous. And then I went to this wholesaler. I said, Hey, you sell all of the ingredients I'm putting in my mix. Can you just mix them for me? And he's like, yeah, sure. We'll make a blend. I said, how much? He said, $5. I said, done. I want a hundred units. Uh, let me send you a contract. I call my dad. I'm like, Hey, I need a contract. He's, he's like, okay, let me send you one of the contracts that I have from way back. Sends me a contract with, for, a, for like a, using a vendor. And it had like net, net 30 day terms in it already. <laughs> so I send it to the guy. And the guy's like, okay, sure. The contract looks good. Um, I just, instead of doing, uh, uh, you know, 10% down net 30, can we do 20% down at 30? I said, yeah, sure. 20% down net 30 sounds great. And then I went back. I said, Hey dad, what's, what's net 30? What's, what does that mean? And, and uh, then he, I was like, I saw, the, I saw, I see these like net 30 thing all over the, well, what does it mean? <laughs> and he's like, basically means you can pay 30 days after you get your stuff. I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm surprised. I was a nobody and this guy accepted. So anyways, I got on Amazon and then it was again, I was like, okay, now my stuff is on Amazon, November 22nd. Uh, and so I went again into this obsessive mode of let me watch every single video possible. Let me ask every single person. And um, I figured, okay, I got to get reviews on my product. I got to like run some crazy PPC. And then, you know, I got deep, started running PPC, started asking people for reviews and, uh, you know, bit by bit, my, my sales start going up and up and up. And, um, ever since then, man, it's just been like one mistake, one lesson after the next and, and growing, growing, growing. Um, eventually April 31st, they fired me from, from that, uh, job. They clearly noticed that I didn't give a shit anymore. What, what, so, what year, what year was this? This is 2018. So September, 2018 is when I had the idea, uh, Mar uh April, uh, 31st, 2019 is when I got fired. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, so I said, the whole thing happened within like six months, but by then I was doing, I was already doing $4,000 a month in profits on Amazon. So 
I was driving home from work and I was like, well, this is kind of a relief because I hated it. it. You know, I was so depressed at that job, but I was like, okay, now I'm like really on my own. Like, dude, I got to figure this out. So I ran the numbers. I said, considering how much my bills are, uh, even if I have a one bad month on Amazon, I'm screwed because I'm, I'm not going to have enough cash flow. Or if I, um, if I'm using all of my, my Amazon profits to pay my bills, then I can't reinvest into the business. It's really not scalable. Like I did the numbers, it's not going to grow. So I decided to pack everything up. I, uh, I, I told my roommates I'm out. We got out of the, the house we're in. I packed everything, put it in a car, slept on a couch for like a, for two weeks. And then I was uh, on a plane out. I actually spent those few weeks traveling to like California. I was in Connecticut back then traveling to California, Vegas, Miami. I was trying to figure out where, I, where to move to next because I kind of hated Connecticut and the weather and everything. And um, I was like, okay, I decided on LA, packed my stuff, put, parked my car at church, flew out to Egypt for four months to save money. Uh, I, my bills were like 500 bucks a month back then. And by the end of the four months, my Amazon business was doing 10,000 a month in profit. So I was like, okay, cool. Now I can kind of like, you know, keep it conservative, live in LA. I'm not going to like live lavishly. And, you know, I can take, you know, let's say 30, 40% of, of my profits and live off of them. Then from there, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was insane. Cause once I came to LA, I started like an Amazon seller meetup. I started uh, networking more aggressively and, and getting more and more into business. I started a second business. Uh, a second supplement business. Now I have four. Uh, and then I started, um, you know, I, I got really good at PPC, started giving value. Uh, then people kept asking me to, to consult on PPC. I said, I really don't want to trade my time for money. Uh, and then ended up creating a course. So, uh, and then, for, you know, from there just kept growing and growing and growing. And uh, now my, my main focus is just building brands, uh, doing a little bit of acquisition. So I invested in one brand uh, bought it and, and to grow it and scale it. And, uh, really, you know, I kind of, my system has been to build an incredibly strong back office. Uh, think of it as like a, my own personal agency that works on the businesses for me to build brands, acquire brands. I, so, you know, as a fighter and, and as a, someone with a chemical engineering and chemistry degree and, and a, like a very obsessive supplement user, I what, definitely- What think, can you not do, mate? What can no. you not do? <laughs> I, I, you know, I took listen, a Listen, man, listen, to become an MMA fighter, all I did, all I did was in 2013, I went to the gym and I said, I want to try a class. And then I signed up for a year. That's it. That's all it takes. And then you just got to work hard and get punched in the face every single day. Have you had fights? Yeah, yeah, I had, I had uh, four. How'd you go? Good, I won. Um, and, uh, there was one that was a, Shocking. Yeah, there was, no, there was one that was a draw. No, my first, my, so my first jiu-jitsu tournament ever, I lost. I lost, so, dude, I had my friends come with me and stuff like that. I was six months into training and uh, literally I was... I'm not like a, a 180 pounder, right? I'm uh, right now. I'm like at 169, uh, at 510. So I was in the 180 division, uh, one eight, up to 185. <laughs> okay. And so I go up against this guy and he's like this fat guy. And like, we start wrestling and then he just falls on me. And then he's so heavy because like, he's actually a 185 or I'm just like, not supposed to be a 185 yeah. and I'm like moving. I can't really. And the, it's like four minutes of like some guy being on top of me and, and that's it. They're like, okay, you're done. Go home. And it's, it's uh, so exhausting. It's so exhausting. Yeah. That was my first ever. So yeah, no, I, I definitely, I lost my first one. Uh, and then my second one, uh, I got gold and then from there, I just kept competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments and, and fighting and do some boxing stuff. So it's been, a, it's been fun. I love it. Wow. Amazing, mate. I've written down a bunch of notes. I have so many, I have so many questions yeah, that's, for you. That's my story. That, that's my story. Was it, I definitely like, um, now I'm, I'm, I'm living my best life in California. Uh, I've, I worked my way back. Right. So I, I put a goal of like how I want to live my life. And I really like just reversed engineered the way to get there. And every single decision that I make is kind of like, will this get me closer to that life that I want? And because of that, I'm, I'm really able to, I travel like once a month all over, go to Puerto Rico next month, 
Miami the month after, Hawaii the month after, New York the month after. So, um, you know, I get I get to travel. I get to try a lot of new foods. Um, my schedule is flexible. Like I just change things up. So on Wednesdays and Fridays, my gym has an outdoor area and the sun is really uh, coming out now. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's always out in L.A., but like now it's like right around 10. It's it really gets nice. So, you know, I it's I love that flexibility. I love the ability to like work from anywhere. So kind of, you know, that's it. Mate. It's been been working towards that dream life. <laughs> well, how it's so, okay on that. How do you how do you actually set those goals? Like, is that a re, is that a regular practice that you say right in three years, five years, ten years, or is that something where you yeah. set a goal and you sit on it? So, so what I did was uh, I, for the longest time. I think the main issue with with the whole like corporate ladder is I was working from from like the the location trying to work to something which was which was not the good a good way to go about it because why would I start from here so now it's almost I sat I sat down and I said okay okay listen what do you actually want like let's let's whatever as outrageous as it is what do you actually want okay here's my dream you know a day I wake up in the morning uh, you know I hit the hit the gym I come back uh, you know have breakfast uh, whatever let's say I have a family I have breakfast with my family uh then you know maybe work for three or four no more than three or four hours building something uh you know then from there I'm able to do this then in the evenings I do that then I want to travel and I just painted the entire picture and so once that picture was clear then it was like okay uh, uh, Every single thing that I'm doing is how can I get close? Okay, I wanted a house on the water. So I was like, okay, I don't need the, the house with the infinity pool on the water right now, but I can move closer to the water. So I moved right on the water. It, it wasn't, it's not a house with a, a massive mansion with infinity pool, but it's, you know, every single step that I'm taking is like, how do I get one step closer to, to getting that picture into a reality? And, and it's like, okay, uh, you know, I could work this thing where it's going to cost me, it's going to force me to work 12 hours a day for, I don't know how long, you know, or uh, I can do this and maybe I'm going to make a little bit less money or whatever, uh, but it's going to get me closer to that goal. Uh, you know, or, or may, you know, maybe I want to, I want to be in like the best shape of my life. So to get there, okay. Like what's one thing I can do right now. So basically once I said that destination, I worked my way back and I said, okay, in five years, it looks like this three years, two years. But listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I've achieved a lot more than I thought I would. And I've also have not achieved certain things that I wanted to achieve. So don't really worry too much about like, it, it, you have to follow this one year, three year, five years, just know what that end goal is. Because once you know that end goal, it's so easy. Because every, you tell me, hey, Mina, uh, come on my podcast. It's very simple. Will coming on this podcast get me closer towards this end goal or not? If the answer is no, I don't do it. The answer is yes, I do it. It's simple. So, you know, uh, once, incremental, once incremental improvements and sort of like purpose, purpose driven decisions. Yes. And there's, there's actually, there's a destination. There's a destination in my GPS. It, it, before it was like, I was just walking walking because like see everyone walking and you just walk in that same direction. But I'm like, dude, I don't know where these people are going. Uh, now it's like, I have a destination. So when did this happen I'm for just you? Going towards it. When did this happen hmm? for, when did this happen for you? Like, was there a moment in time? Cause you know, I, I'm sitting here and I'm listening, I'm listening along and I feel like, you know, I can, that's very relatable moments to me in life, um, but maybe not to the same level that you're planning it out, which has got me thinking, I should really think about you what should, my, you should, you're spot really, on, you're spot, it's great advice, it is absolutely because fantastic you, advice. Because listen, it, if you think that you're going to get a sports car, uh, like, let's say like, a, you know, let's say you want a Lamborghini or a Ferrari, if you think you're just going to get it, it's not going to happen. You actually need to want it and, and have it there in you because it's, it's not like, oh, you get, you get a, you know, a million dollars, you can afford it now. That's not how it works. You're going to have to understand, uh, you know, things about Ferraris. You're going to have to, you know, go out there and you have to figure out where you can get the best deal. And you're going to have to, it's just, it's a lot of work uh, to get whatever you want. So just having it, like say it's going to come to you, nothing's ever going to come to you. But once it's on your radar, you're constantly, you know, trying mm -hmm. to, to inch your way towards, towards that uh, thing. So that happened to me, I think, it's it's hard to tell exactly when 
Uh, but, it, you know, I, I listened to a few books uh, in that period. So in the when if, I was in Egypt, if you can recall, what, it, what books were they? It was uh, uh, Secrets of the uh, Millionaire Mind or, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Millionaire Success Habits. Uh, the One Thing, uh, f- a few books like that. It was a few of those books. Uh, that was what I was reading at the time. And it was kind of like, okay, I the reason that I failed in, in my last like chapter of my life is because I was just going along in that general direction, not knowing where it was going to end up. So then I switched everything and I said, what if I know where I'm going to end up and it's going to be, this is my life. This is how much time I work. This is what I do. This is where, I, how much I travel, all of this stuff. This is what everyone around me looks like. And then from there, so uh, you, you know, now, now it's like, I'm very conscious of every, even my friends, like, okay, I'll tell you this. I'm a little bit obsessive, but every single activity that I want, that I want to do, it's laid out it, on my phone in a notes. So wakeboarding, uh, ATV, scuba diving, skydiving, barbecues, uh, fancy restaurants, hole in the wall restaurants, everything is laid out. That's everything that I want to do. And now under that, there is a list of friends under each activity who I can do that stuff with. And it's like, you really have to be intentional. And a lot of people are like, holy shit, man, you're like doing everything. I'm like, because I'm like intentionally doing it. Like wow, this is, ama- this is amazing. Working out. This is amazing yeah, stuff, so, mate. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like w- what I, uh, you know, what I would do to kind of achieve everything that I want to achieve. It's basically to kind of lay it out there and say, this is exactly what I want. And then make sure that it's always on your radar that you're going towards that goal and use vision boards. Vision boards are incredible because they really, uh, you know, create this visual uh, that trains your subconscious, like expect this, this is going to come. This is going to come. keep working towards this. You look at a boat on your, on your vision board and you're like, okay, I'm not any closer to my boat. What can I do now to get a little bit closer to my boat? You get a boating card, uh, you know, ride some boats, uh, things like that. Maybe see, okay, is it feasible to buy a boat? Well, let me see. Is there someone who's, who needs to sell a boat? Is selling it a little bit lower than the market value? I can push them a little bit lower, drive it for a few years, you know, sell it, uh, you know, at a higher price, things like that, you know? So once it's there, once it's on there, you can actually make your way towards it. Um, but if it's never on there and you don't have that clear vision, you're going to probably end up like me, just kind of going in a direction uh, and I've even noticed that even to this day, I still slip up. I was not doing, uh, like quarterly plans and I ended, I looked back. So I, I did a, a very good quarterly plan this, this quarter, but I looked back at the last quarter and I said, let me look at everything that I did for my business. And it's kind of like, you're just walking around, like, you know, you're just going here and then going here. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of things done, but there's no clear sense of direction. And I mean, if you walk, let's say uh, 10 steps in every single direction, where are you going to end up? Who knows? But if you walk, let's say a hundred steps in one direction, you know exactly where you're going. So I've, I've, I still to this day make the mistake. So I sat down, made made a quarterly plan for every single business. I said, okay, this is where I want to be in three months. Okay. What, what should, how do we break it down month, month by month? Okay. What are some action items every single week to keep me on track? And Kind of that's how I, I started looking at things. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. It really is. Um, I mean, it just shows you know your you know um, your drive and your commitment to whatever it is. You know, I'm looking at you. Anyone who's listening alone, Min is pretty jacked over here. So you know, you can see he's putting he's putting the work in. And uh, also the engineering background. We have a we literally have a whole business on the back of industrial engineers. Uh, CPAs and people who are extremely process driven and, and analytical. Uh, and from my experience in getting, having the opportunity to interview so many great minds and, and successful people, it's a certain type of DNA that allows someone, I, I feel, to build multiple businesses concurrently. And like one of the one pieces of advice that I always was given and a lot of people give, and it's great advice is that commit, focus on the one thing, be the best at it. Don't try and spread yourself too thin, but you have multiple businesses and I'd be shocked to learn if they weren't all successful. Is there, what's, what does your process look like when you go in, 
Can you take me on a, a journey? Because I feel like sure. there's going to be lots of different businesses that you start in your life. And so what are you what are you looking at? You even said you're acquiring businesses uh, and you're building brands better than they currently sit. So what's your assessment criteria? What are sort of the checks and balances where you say, right, this is this is the right opportunity. And then how do you actually effectively build out that roadmap? Do you have something that you do, you sort of, you know, is there a framework? You mean just for uh, just for the acquisition part? And not not for the acquisition part like okay you're let's say <laughs> let's say you were assessing my business right yeah and you're like great okay maybe it's something good multiply me they can find me staff they can find me better staff cheaper um you know they're making x you know thousand hundred thousand million whatever a year etc you know what does that process look like to say right this is the right opportunity for me and then how do you sort of look at um you know, because you're not acquiring a business just to let it sit and run. You're looking to absolutely, you know, grow. put some yeah. to grow it. Yeah, I was going to say light some, you know, light up some rocket fuel and really turn it on its head here. But yes, grow it. Yeah. Um, what does your um, process okay. look like? So, so for me, the process is I, I know exactly where I excel and where I don't excel. And I can tell you that I excel definitely in systems and I excel in my supply chain. And obviously that all goes back to, what my my background is, uh, you know, my background is a lot of it is in supply chain and and uh, you know systems and things like that. So, and I'm I'm very well integrated with my manufacturing. So, the first thing I look at is I look at a product and I see how easy is it going to be to scale this product line. So, if they're doing right now an electrolyte powder uh, or or let's say a BCAA or let's say a keto product, how many different verticals can I very easily build off of that, build off of their existing audience, considering that I have the ability to, to build better products than they uh, have. Second thing is obviously, you know, uh, I'm going to improve the cost of goods sold and I'm going to improve their cash flow cycle because um, I have cash. And at the same time, I also have a much shorter lead time than most, almost anyone. So I know for a fact that I can improve there. So the next thing is, I look at their numbers in terms of traffic and in terms of uh, how, how much they're converting. So I, I'll assess external traffic and then Amazon traffic. If I'll see what their Amazon traffic is and, and if it's kind of uh, what, the, what the trend has been. If the trend has been kind of pretty flat, then I know that there's room for me to go up. If the trend has been going up, then I'm like, okay, maybe on Amazon, I'm not really going to add that much Amazon traffic. Uh, then I look at the external traffic. How much external traffic are they driving? And what are like the new marketplaces I can work with? So can I get it into Amazon Canada, Amazon EU, Amazon, all of the different Amazons? Um, are they running any, are they on, on uh, Walmart, retail, whatever? Are they running any external traffic? Facebook ads, Instagram ads, all of that kind of stuff. And are they retargeting? So then I'll, I'll, I'll kind of look at the external side how much more can we add there? And obviously just, just by taking the exact same things that I'm doing for one business and implementing on another, because I'm not looking for something that is, I'm going to need to do a lot of different things uh, to it. That's not going to fit my model. I'm looking for, Hey, I'm doing this. How much of the stuff that I'm doing are you missing? And if you're missing like half of it, then I know I can at least double, you know, not double, but like I can no, at no, least no. add an extra 50%. I, I, I understand. So, and then I look at the conversion side and that's kind of like always the lowest hanging fruit because I have a list of like things that I can split test in a listing. Um, so, you know, how's your title? How's your images? What's your A plus content uh, look like? Uh, bullet points description. Do you have videos? Do you have questions on your listing? What are your reviews like? What's your price? Have you ever split tested pricing? And then generally most people, uh, if their conversion rate is like over 25%, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm gonna add a few percent. But if their conversion rate is 17, 18%, I'm like, okay, this is a lot of room to play. I could probably add 10% there. And then, you know, adding 10% plus adding all of that traffic, it'll add up plus adding the different, you know, uh, products and verticals that I'm gonna add. And then the one thing that really helps out is if this uh, product or, or business, has a, a like an Instagrammable product or has like a good social media presence. That is something that I'm not strong at. So that's usually, so for my fourth business, I brought in a partner, simply her job is just that. 
you got to be the face of the brand. You're going to do the lives. You're going to talk about this. You're going to add value to the community. You're going to make feel everyone like they want to be part of this community because I suck at that. And uh, I mean, not that I suck at that, that I'm not going to do it for my businesses where there's no one like that. I'm still doing other things. I just know that I'm not going to have uh, like a first form type culture where there's literally people all over the world following my programs and, and like addicted to taking my products because of social media. Um, so that's just not my forte, but my forte is in, in the business systems and the processes and scaling and optimizing. So, and, and, uh, you know, maybe like just using data driven stuff. I'm you're, very mate, data pretty. You're, you're a pretty marketable guy though. You could, you could do it. <laughs> I, I reckon if you really wanted to, you could, but at the same time, you're, you highlight a lot of really interesting things and, and things that from what I'm listening to is a lot of what makes people successful. And that is one is that you are looking to continuously perpetuate where you're strongest and put yourself in, in your sweet spot, in that happy zone of where you're actually having the most impact. And you've even found someone for this fourth business to drive something that I'm sure they're going to be passionate about, that they're going to be really in their sweet spot. And that enables you to continue to expand and to build further systems to remove yourself from each of your businesses. So mm -hmm. it's uh yeah, so let's let's cover a little bit about that because I know you wanna you wanna give uh, your audience. So I'll tell you how my systems look like and and how I structure it for a business. So um, <clears throat> everything really should follow some sort of flow, um, and and there's very few things that don't because like let's say I have a, a business setup. So when I create a business, there, there's going to be a flow. There's going to be, you know, file the, the LLC here, uh, do this, do that, do this, uh, you know, create the bank account, uh, you know, create the products, create the, the new brand folder product where you're going to keep all the files, you know, on the server and all of this stuff. So there's going to be a general business flow, which is kind of like the one-time things. And then from there, there it's, it's simply continuous stuff. So there's traffic, your, your, your traffic. So your, there's going to be your marketing flow on, on social media. There's going to be maybe your retail flow. There's going to be the Amazon flow or all the different things that need to constantly happen on Amazon. There's going to be a supply chain flow for the supply chain. There's going to be uh, maybe a, a conversion rate flow, which is you're going to go and look at all of the different areas where you can improve your conversion. And so it kind of boils down to these flows. My flows are all visual and they're on lucid chart very easy to use app and it's simply to visualize here's what it looks like i also have like a flow for a new product so if i launch a new product here's what happens step one step two step three and it just walks you through the, all the different flows that are happening concurrently together for one product to, to go from an idea to being live on amazon where now it's pushed into the other flows and it's part of the system and then you know I, like with a, any acquisition or anything, like, it's all flows. And that keeps everything kind of systemized what, because once it is, I can very easily identify where a chink in, in the chain happened uh, because it's we're doing the same thing. Oh, there was a failure here. Let's improve that. And, and kind of now you're just constantly working on that same framework and keeping improving it will always make it smoother. So now every single block on that flow chart will link to, uh, uh, I have this Google sheet. So the Google sheet, it's literally the simplest thing ever. You think I use some crazy software or something for SOPs, but it's the first tab is a table of contents. And then every single tab after that is just an SOP. And then in every SOP, the first line is a, is a link to a video saved on the server showing you how to do this step. And literally, if you just duplicate what you see in the video, that's a hundred percent score and it's created by me. Or if I bring a consultant to do something for me, it's a collaboration between me and someone who's really good at that one thing. And, and uh, you know, once the SOP is there, it's a step-by-step -step instructional detail on how to do it. Literally the smallest step, like go to the top, right? Click the X button, go to the, you know, go to the bottom of the screen, uh, click share screen, click about, you know, all of this stuff. It's really very step-by-step. Uh, and then there's a video highlighting everything. So it's so simple for me to plug in anything, any business, because let's say I start a new product. It's very simple. You know, you go follow the, the new product flow. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. And you're just following. So that's kind of in the framework of the business. Now, when it comes to my employees, 
um, I, I manage them through Trello boards. I like Trello because it's very easy like to look at the tasks. And usually every employee will have tasks to do, tasks in progress, ready for review, completed, um, you know, a couple of resource tabs, maybe logins or whatever. Um, and in those things that they have to do, whenever I give them something to do, it's their responsibility to ask me when they need it by, what's the priority, create that task in Trello. And then as they work on it, move it. Now, every single day, each employee, they have something called a daily checklist. It's a, it's a task uh, in, in Trello. You click on it and there's a checklist of every single thing that I want you to check on, whether it's look to make sure that we don't have any hijackers, uh, you know, create one, one blog post, whatever it is, there's a daily checklist of every single thing. If you go through and you click check on every single thing, I know that you've done everything that you need to do. So nothing is being missed. So the daily checklist is dated and every day they'll move the daily checklist to ready for review and then duplicate it with the next day's date. So every single day they have that fresh checklist to go through. Uh, if, and there, there's usually a daily checklist, a weekly checklist and a monthly checklist, depending on the nature of the, of the tasks. The, the weekly and the monthly are very small ones. And then the daily is, is usually a big one because I want to make sure that you go through everything and you don't miss anything. And, you know, that's kind of how the, and the, and the employees every morning actually have to send me a screen share video talking about what they did yesterday and what they're going to do today while showing me their Trello board. This, it's not for any micromanagement purposes or anything like that, but it's just so we're on the same page. I know what, you're, what you did yesterday. I know what you're going to do. You might say, hey, I'm going to work on the Hydrolyte recovery listing image. I'm like, no, no, hold up. I need the, the like the, the, whatever, this other, the neural uh, listing images because it's more of a priority. Uh, you know, that's going to launch sooner. Uh, it's more urgent. I'm okay pushing the other one back. So it's not that, hey, like it's her fault or anything that I changed up the order. It's just me. I mean, I'm talking and I'm, I'm planning on so many different things. Not everyone kind of knows my thoughts. So it, that's how I make sure all my priorities are good. Does that, does, that, does that happen for, and I don't know how big each of your companies are, so I don't understand how big the teams are, but would you have a senior manager who you just deal with them specifically and then they would go to their sub or it's everyone reports up to you? I haven't gotten to that point yet. I, ha I have not gotten, so the, the, the team, team isn't like really big. It's six people only. So it's not massively huge or anything that where I'm, I'm having any issues. Uh, but we are very efficient. So like everyone is really, there's no, no waste at all. Hey, six, but in six people in your operation would probably be like 60 for the average person. Just hearing you are the systems yeah. monster. Really? The systems make a big, big, big difference. Yeah. They really do. And I've seen other, so I actually, I do some consulting on the side too. And I've seen some people's operations and there's literally like 50 people. I'm like, dude, you can get the same amount of work done with three or four. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, there's a lot of, waste a lot of wasted time a lot of miscommunication all like the constant meetings and and all of that kind of stuff this all takes away uh for us there's no really meetings there's once a month uh, a team meeting to build like team bonding meeting and then there's uh one-on-ones uh once every like two weeks between me and every single employee i do eventually want to bring on like a senior manager uh to manage kind of the team that is probably my next move um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I just haven't gotten there yet. No, for sure. I mean, mate, it's, it's really, it's, it's amazing to hear sort of how, how much you are. I mean, you're preaching to the choir as well. I was telling you before briefly, like we've got a business effectively built on helping building out better systems for other businesses in the e-commerce and Amazon space. And, you know, it's like music to my ears because for people, you know, for people who, who haven't built, you know, hardcore systems for their business and have removed themselves from things that are not adding the most value it's like it's almost like taking a drug for the first time you can't you can't describe it to someone you know they have to yeah. they have to go through that themselves and i think that was the the greatest feeling ever when i had my first hire and and so i had i had my first first hire uh way back and i had zero sops zero systems and the whole thing failed i ended up firing him thinking he was like a bad employee, but he was a decent employee. I just had zero systems and I had zero processes. And so it definitely failed. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do things the right thing. If you guys haven't listened to the E-Myth 
revisited. Listen to the E-Myth. It's a really good book. Clockwork is another really good book uh, in terms of systems and processes. But basically, I sat down for two weeks. I logged hour by hour what I did. If I went to the bathroom for three minutes, I logged that. At the end of the two weeks, I got everything. I put it on an on a Excel spreadsheet, and then I prioritized it. And I said, okay, starting from the lowest priority up, I'm going to build a system where if someone follows this system and watches the video and does it, I don't have to do it again. I built, I think it was 30 or 40 uh, SOPs. And then I, I ended up hiring for, and my hiring process is a little bit interesting. So I, I hire after making them do a test. So I, I make them jump through a hurdle first, and then on, uh, I, I send them a test and the test is screen recorded. And I want to see how they behave questions that are really not, there's no right or wrong answer, but I want to see how resourceful they are. Um, some things could be like, tell me three hashtags to use for an electrolyte powder that you're going to make a post about and tell me why. And it's kind of like, there's no right answer to that, but I want to see how you think. So, and the whole thing is screen recorded. And so I hired my first uh, girl, she's still with me to this day, two and a half years. And it's, it was insane. After she took over all of that stuff, I was like, Dude, I don't even know what to do anymore in the business because it, the, the, I, everything that I was doing is now off my plate. So then I'm like, oh, now I know what to do. Now, now I can go work on something else in the business. And so now my goal is to every single uh, uh, like quarter, I'll document for two weeks what I'm doing. And as much as possible, eliminate that off my plate so I can focus on new things and new avenues of growth. And, it, you know, that all goes by building systems. So I know exactly what tasks I'm doing. I build the systems for those tasks uh, and I move past it. Right. it you are, it's very impressive. Uh, very impressive to sort of hear how you, you work your thread through it. And, you know, like I... Like I said, I feel very privileged to get to sit in the seat interviewing so many successful people on the approaches that they take. Like, you know, just on the back of this for me on a personal level, got to define and, you know, Christy, if you're listening to this, you've also told me to do this, but define what it is that I want to achieve in life, you know, at a, at a higher level and, and work backwards. Like that's something that you can only hear so many times and not do it yourself. But also um, something that I've been putting off for the last few weeks is exactly that is that you know, I managed to remove myself from, you know, two, two of the businesses for the most part. Um, I'm still trying to remove myself out of marketing and a few other aspects of it, but I need to define what that roadmap looks like. I can't just sit and assume that it's going to figure itself out and slowly, slowly I'm going to, unless I put a plan in place and I define where my unique abilities lie and what I should be focusing on, I'm never going to get there. So just hearing how you work through it really sort of lit a fire under my ass to say, you know, Stop putting it off. It's time. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, uh, with, the, with the whole goal setting, I swear, uh, just do it. Listen to like, trust me and do it. And in a year from now, I have no doubts you'll be living like your dream life. Um, it's, you know, for me, it's just, it's crazy because it, it, I, I went from miserable to like, literally the only thing that I can have now is like more time and more money. And, and uh, like, I don't need that much more time if I, because I only need like maybe a few more hours in the day. Um, any more time than that, I'll like start, you know, feeling like I need to do something. Like I thrive in like under pressure, in very high pressure situations. Uh, I thrive in like co co competitive natures and like, you know, I want to build businesses and grow. And I have no fear of failing. Like if my business completely collapses, for me, like the experience is there. Because at the end of the day, I know I can make the money uh, one way or another. You know, so I'm not too worried about that. I'm just, you know, I'm always looking, how can I get closer to to that dream, dream life that I painted? Mate, unbelievable. Uh, just so so much value, so many great insights here. Um, I know that we've gone a little bit over, so I don't know if you've got other calls today, but before I do let you go, um, tell me if anyone's looking to get in touch with you, um, you know, interested in the products. I want to talk all things MMA. I also want to ask you if you know JFM Boxing on uh, in Marina. Um, if you haven't, check them out. They're great boxing. No. Great Unfortunately, boxing I moved to the Marina during COVID. Today was the first day that uh, indoor gyms are allowed open again. So I'll probably 
check them out you know once things are, are kind of moving check, again check them out on washington super old school great boxing gym i loved it but anyway um how would someone get in touch find the find your products one of your many businesses what's the best way so best way is facebook uh my name is mina elias on facebook on instagram it's more of my life so it's at egyptian underscore prescription underscore elias um and yeah i mean you can basically any of those two ways i usually and answer all of my messages you can ask me questions uh my products uh, gohydrolite.com uh you can check out uh shop cognuro uh, c-o-g-n-u-r-o.com that's the newest one we're launching on kickstarter it's actually a good product for everyone listening because it's a nootropic coffee alternative so if you like all of the benefits of the coffee but hate kind of the the bad side effects the jitters the anxiety the, the lack of like this the messing up your sleep adrenal fatigue uh, you know cognuro kind of took all of that out and it's like long lasting sustainable energy like bulletproof coffee almost uh, and a lot of benefits like ashwagandha, maca, uh, medicinal, uh, medicinal mushrooms like lion's mane, cordyceps to like boost focus. Um, so really cool. And it tastes like hot cocoa. So you can't go wrong. It doesn't <laughs> taste like coffee. I know coffee Coffee is very unique, but this tastes Mate, good. Sign me up. I would I drink that uh, any day of the week. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's very cool. Uh, uh, so the whole reason I did the business is so I can kind of like launch on Kickstarter and figure out how Kickstarter works. Uh, I have no idea if we're gonna launch, like do well or fail. We already got rejected once uh, from Kickstarter because they said we don't do dietary supplements. I explained we're not a dietary supplement, but we'll see what happens. We have Jellop, who's like a launch partner, kind of signed up with us. So they usually do really big campaigns, like 50, 100, 200, 400K, uh, sometimes in the millions. So we're hoping you know it, it goes well. We'll see. I don't know if it goes well, it goes well. If it doesn't, it's cool. I will keep moving. Mate, that's uh, awesome. Good luck with the launch. I hope you get through. And uh, I definitely, if you ship to Israel, I would definitely love to be a backer. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, I'll send you a, send you a special one. Love it. Love it. Well, mate, I'll, I'll let you get on with the day. Um, honestly, it's been such an honor having you here. I've loved every second and you know i i will not uh i'd be shocked if you know this isn't a success and everything you touch uh is you know is very degrees of success mate so thank you for your time awesome. thank you so much for having me on Ian. yeah well um mate we'll have to we'll have to do a follow-up once post launch and see how it went because i feel like uh, you'll have figured out a lot more things that i'm gonna want to learn yeah no I, that's what i do i i figure out by doing and then i'll like tell everyone how it's done well, mate, thank you for telling everyone how it's done today. And uh, yeah, just appreciate your time. Awesome. Have a good day.